Welcome to the Oxford Psychiatry Podcast Series. I'm Charlotte Allen, and today I'm here with Mina Fazell, who is a research fellow and consultant in child and adolescent psychiatry. Her research focuses on the mental health of refugee and asylum-seeking children, and she looks at how to develop services to better meet their needs. Welcome, Mina. Thank you for talking to us today. Before we talk about your research, could you just tell me a bit about your career so far and why you chose to do psychiatry? So I am trained in medicine. I always loved medicine and I was always interested in chronic diseases and chronic illnesses. I thought I might go into pain. But um, in my training, I took a year out and I did a degree in social anthropology. Okay. And at that time, I became really interested in... Um, different cultural expressions of mental illness and that really started me very curious about social environments and the interplay between culture, societies and biological processes in mental illness and so ever since I did social anthropology I always thought that I probably would end up in psychiatry because it looked at the areas that I was most interested in uh, and looked at it in a way that I thought was quite fascinating what what role you know does do factors around our everyday lives potentially play on biological processes in our body so it's a more unusual route into yeah. psychiatry yes yeah. Yeah. although I've actually come across many psychiatrists who have similar anthropological interests actually so not that atypical um, and the other thing I did a lot of was travel quite a lot so I spent any opportunity I could abroad and so that also I suppose further cemented my interest in different cultural expressions of mental illness and kind of all the same illness in different cultures um, and and so that started me on my path really. What training did you have to do after you'd finished your medical degree? So then I did, um, I took a couple of years just doing general medical um, subjects, including neurology, accident and emergency, things that were quite important. And then I started training in psychiatry in Oxford. Right. And quite early in my career, first went travelling, so I went to work in Australia with the Aboriginal population uh, as a psychiatrist in a remote part of Australia. And then I... Um, I suppose what I have done is I've never rushed my training, so I took an extra year at a lower grade to do what interested me. Um, and so having, throughout my career, taken years off when I've possible done um, different... Uh, pursued different interests, I also kind of travelled, and I spent uh, a year longer at a lower grade so that I could do a year of psychotherapy training and also start my research career. That became essential because... If I hadn't taken my time, I probably wouldn't have ever started doing research. And what inspired you to start doing research in the first place? Well, I was really curious. I love being a clinician. I love clinical work. So it was never a desire to be away from that. But there was just so much that I think is unanswered. And there's so much that um, needs research doing. And so I started off... Um, doing part-time clinical work and part-time research and I continued that for about 10 years actually so kind of um, completing my higher psychiatric training alongside research. And how did you find that balance between doing part-time clinical work and part-time research? 
it really suited me. So you often feel like you're never doing anything particularly well, but um, it also kind of keeps everything quite interesting because whenever you do something, it feels like it's a real treat and it's quite new. And it suited me because my interests are very clinical and I've remained that way in that now my main research interest is in refugee children, but also in just school-based mental health services in general. So my research interest has always been very clinically driven and is now very much in services and how to provide services and change services and make services responsive to the needs of clinical populations. So in that sense, you're very much a clinical academic That's combining right. both parts. Yes. Can you say a bit more about the focus of your current research? Well, I've been working for many years in um, refugee, looking at refugee children and thinking about how they were not presenting in um, traditional mental health services in the numbers that you would expect them. And yet they're all at schools. And I was involved in a project that actually just decided to provide the mental health service within the school context rather right. than in the traditional hospital clinic setting. And that became quite um, an interesting area of work because we were working with schools very closely. We were working in an environment where these young children were spending the majority of their time. And they seemed to like to be you know, seeing us at school. So we'd have very much fewer you know, DNA rates or not attending appointment rates. And um, so it just seemed quite an important area. And teachers wanted to increasingly talk about all children, not just the subgroup of children, but, you know, any child that they thought um, might benefit from some mental health input or from some thinking around their needs within the framework that we can offer. And so um, I spent about 10 years working with refugee children, asking questions, conducting research, trying to know baseline levels of, you know, need evaluation service before and after, conducting qualitative interviews with refugee children who'd been seen by the service at school. And interestingly, in those interviews, the vast majority of um, children said they preferred to be seen at school than anywhere else. So quite a shift to how mental health services are usually provided. That's right. Yes. Yet, actually, if you step back and look at countries like the United States of America, they have over 2,000 school-based mental health clinics. And if you go to their... Um, psychiatry conferences I went recently to one and almost a third of psychiatrists there, child adolescent psychiatrists call themselves school psychiatrists so they identify themselves as someone who works in the school setting and yet that isn't something we do here and so I've been working quite closely with Oxford Health uh, NHS Foundation Trust which is the local trust here to develop a model of bringing in mental health services into the state-funded secondary schools and we're just starting that now so it's come directly out of my research interest but it's a clinical application that's being generalised to all children and we're trying to work out how to evaluate that how to do it properly how to make the findings useful you know, for schools and services across the country So that's a great example of how your research is really shaping clinical services and shaping clinical practice and having a direct benefit for patients. Well, we hope so. We have to see yes. whether it does. So we have to make sure we evaluate it properly, we ask the right questions. You know, it's likely that a proportion of children will much prefer to be seen at school and a proportion of children won't want to be seen at school. But um, we would hope that actually thinking about education and health shouldn't be two separate things. We shouldn't be thinking that schools do education and you know, mental health services do the mental health needs. Actually, it makes no sense to me 
that mental health services aren't much better integrated within the education system because what we know is that you know mental health assists in your academic attainment that if you've got you know academic difficulties it, it would be a value to do a full assessment and actually mental health needs to be integrated and fully part of that. Is that project keeping you busy for the moment or have you got other ideas of what you want to do in the future? Well, my main my main funding comes from the NIHR where I have a postdoctoral research fellow looking at um, developing tools, psychotherapeutic tools for teachers, teachers and school staff to use with refugee children. Okay. So... That's just a side interest, so the bulk of my work is that. But actually, I'm hoping that the instruments that I've developed, I'm now going to also trial on general teachers for all children. So it gives me an opportunity to immediately extend my research question to make it more generalisable. OK, well, that's great. If anybody wants to learn more about your research, or if they want to get involved in doing research with you, how, how should they contact you? I think... You know, first thing is, you know, to encourage anyone who's interested in these kind of questions to contact, you know, any one of us in the department here in Oxford. Um, and just to, to do it, you know, it's hard work, mm-hmm. um, but can be very interesting. If you're interested in these kind of questions, you can email us. You can look on the websites, um, either the department website or my own website, just to learn more about the work that's being done publications we're producing and whether they're of interest thank you very much it was great to hear a little bit about your work with um, refugee children and good luck with the rest of your research thank you